Hey you, welcome to the Road by Road Garden Show, the best dead gum gardening show on the radio and the internet as well. Glad to have you this evening. We got Mama Hoss in the house. Hey everybody. Yep. It's getting Christmas time, Mama Hoss. You know what? You look quite nice. Yeah, I've got a little there. Christmas here going on there though. Yep. What you got going on? Uh been doing some canning this week. Been doing some canning? Been doing some my first ever bone broth. Mm-hmm. That video will be out there this week. Um, interesting. Really enjoyed doing yeah. it. Yeah. So, you know, we had all this stuff left over from Thanksgiving. We had two or three Boston butts and that kind of stuff. So Mom Hoss decided she was going to do some bone broth that we could keep. Because you can always use bone broth when you start doing those soups and stews. And I like it just plain. Heck, it make a good soup. soup. Yeah. yeah. And then the other thing I did, Frost got my jalapeno plants. Mm-hmm. So I had to gather them up, and don't know what I'm gonna call this yet. This is a concoction, eh? A concoction, but it's jalapenos and pineapple. Mm -hmm. We had a hard frost uh, about a week ago, and it uh, got most of our peppers. So it's time to do a little cleanup around, and we had to get the rest of those peppers off the vine and savage what we could. You want to give a taste? Yeah. So jalapeno, pineapple. Mm-hmm. Cream cheese on a Ritz cracker. Mm -hmm. See what that does. A little unusual. Mm -hmm. Not real hot. Not real hot. Got a little sting to it. Not bad. But I just took the jalapenos, some mustard seeds, some cumin, some red pepper flakes, apple cider vinegar, sugar, mm -hmm. and then um, did a water bath. Interesting. I'm not a huge jalapeno fan, uh -huh. but that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. yep. That's going to be good. Yep. So we got some a uh, couple new employees here we want to yes. talk about for a minute. We had some uh, new people show up last week. Yep, and their names is Chop and Bits. Chop and Bits are two Cooney Cooney Barrows. Cooney Cooney is a pig that we've acquired, and a barrow... I don't know if you know this or not. What is a barrow? And you come off a hog farm, you don't know what a barrow is. It's a male pig that's been cut. Right. It's a male pig that's been castrated. So we got us two of those. And, and uh, they are adorable. Yep. Cute, cute, cute. I was beside myself. Still so happy. we unloaded them. They was real docile. We heard the, the breed, the kunkus were real docile and easy to handle. But they were. They were wonderful. <laughs> Put them in the pen. We come back up here to pens, what? 100 foot from the office. Yeah. They were out by the greenhouse. So we had to go put them back up, get the feed bucket, and just follow them back in. Next thing we know, we come back, they're in the warehouse. In the warehouse. They wanted to come to work. Yep. So we had to get them and put them back in there again. And, and we uh, we got the pen fixed in, and they've been in since. So but why we, did they get out? They busted up. We had a post. He put them in a pen that yeah, was Yeah, a post secure. that was... Uh, it was compromised a little bit, rotted off, and we didn't realize it until they went to push it. The post it Boom. was broke. Yep. So anyhow, we got chops and bit back in. They're, they're doing wonderful. They're eating some good feed. and um, they in freezer camp for they about in freezer four weeks. For about four weeks, and then we're going to do some interesting things with them, some, maybe some good pan sausages, some bacon and things like that. I think I might try my hand at doing my own bacon. It'd be nice if I had got on my... 
laurels, got off my laurels and got us a smokehouse built before mm -hmm. this. So. Mm -hmm. But I have not. But I still want some pigs, maybe yep. for Christmas? Yep, maybe. Yep. So for our main segment today, mm -hmm. we're going to be talking about seeds. And we're going to be talking about the different kind of seeds in the seed business. And one reason I want to do this is because a lot of these YouTubers out there have been given a lot of advice on seeds, purchasing seeds. Now, what I have found, and I'm not really pushing down on your favorite YouTuber out there, but a lot of these YouTubers like to give this advice that they think they're experts in particular fields. And I have found that they may be giving some bad advice out. So we want to kind of clear the air today and give you some good straight information on the seed industry and the state of the seed industry. Because what we're seeing is a lot of these people out there are telling things that maybe not, I'm not saying they're doing it intentionally, but sometimes these YouTubers, they get to thinking they know a little bit more than what they actually do. And they're in the process of pushing out all this content and they may uh, have exaggerated a few things. And we're going to straighten some of that today. So that's going to be our purpose to talk about the seed industry mm -hmm. today. So make sure you hang around for that. First of all, we got a couple good Christmas gift ideas for you because it is tis the season. Tis the season. And what's the last thing people usually buy? Stocking stuffers. Stocking stuffers. I always struggle with stocking stuffers. Really, it, you do. I do. It's that last. You usually call somebody. It's that last 24 hour push before Christmas. I start to scramble and I start to get, uh, yeah, yeah, panic. Is what uh -huh. I do. You yeah. call somebody. Can and you they end, buy up, stocking end up buying a bunch of junk that you. Yeah. <laughs> I end up buying a bunch of stuff that really just to be buying it. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I, yeah, I know. Should, anyway. So I'm going to show you some good stocking stuffers. We've got this on our website. It's Hoss's Stocking Stuffer. $49.99 and what we have in here is a corn silken brush made in the USA. We did a show on how to preserve corn earlier this year. This is the bomb. Mm -hmm. Great. And I guarantee you, you'll be the only one in your neighborhood that put a corn silken brush in stock and stuff. <laughs> then a potato and carrot washer brush. Yep. Did I tell you about my carrots? You did. I have carrots ready to eat in December in South Georgia. Now, both of these are made in the USA? Yes. Mm -hmm. Then, for those that like to can or preserve or just decorate your pretty jars, we have this chalk set. It's chalk tops and the markers to write on your lids. And then this is the band that goes around them. So this would make the perfect gift for a woman, a man, those that are a gardener that's hard to buy for. A good, useful stocking stuff. Yes, sale. useful. Now, what does that sell for? Forty nine ninety nine. Good deal. Free shipping. Free shipping. Special on that. Free mm -hmm. shipping. So good deal. All right. So it's my turn. Your turn. What do you have? And uh, you know, a lot of times your mother-in-law. It's kind of hard to buy for. You could have a mother-in-law, you could have an in-law, or you could have father-in-law, or you could have an outlaw. Some <laughs> of those could be hard for you to buy for, and you normally don't want to spend a lot of money, but you got a budget around a hundred bucks you're gonna spend on, but you don't know what to get. Have I got the perfect gift for you? All right, so this is called our kitchen grow light kit. Now this is a little bit smaller than our indoor 
grow light kit. And you get four of these smaller little trays right there. Now what I've got growing here is just gives you a representation of what you can do with this. In the wintertime, you can grow your salads that we've got growing here. You can actually even grow some indoor tomatoes. I got one of the uh, little birdie series growing right there. And I got some thyme going right here. You can grow your herbs. So you can grow your herbs, you can grow your lettuces, you can even grow microgreens in here during off season. And then come springtime, you can start your seeds in there for your outdoor garden. That is just absolutely mm -hmm. gorgeous. Peppers, tomatoes, anything like that you normally start from seed and transplant, you can use this to do that for. LED lighting system up here underneath here. And these little cool things right here adjust up and down. Now, I'm not going to do it because I'm going to make a mess. But you just loosen those knobs and you can even let it down or let it up. So it comes with everything here. Everything there. Of course, you, it doesn't come with the soil or the plants. That's that left up okay. for you to do that. We do sell uh, the soil that goes in here. You have to buy it separately. And it's got a switch over here. Watch this right here. Boom. Boom. All right. $99.99 free shipping for that mother-in-law, in-law, or outlaw, whatever you've got. How about that? We help everybody good. out for Christmas because Christmas can be a stressful time. You're trying to buy something for somebody that people are hard to buy for. And then we also have gift certificates. Yep. And something's new this year with those. Yep, so we actually got a, a hard copy that we can email to you and you can print off and put in that stock and stuff for so you, if all else fails, get your gift certificate put in there uh, with that stocking. Everybody's always excited to get those house tools, gift certificates. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's dig into the state of the seed industry. I feel like I'm giving the state of the union address here. <laughs> the state of the seed industry. So as I mentioned before, people are giving a lot of advice out there, and they're still talking about shortages. They're talking about now's the time to order. Uh, everybody's got their new seeds up. Now's the time to order and all that kind of stuff. And there is some truth to what most people pepper into the conversation, but we're going to try to clarify, clarify that. First of all, let's talk about the different type of seed companies out there. They are the old school seed pack companies that do the seed packs you see in the hardware store, the big box stores. Those guys normally deal in OP varieties and not the, uh, the open pollinated ones and the cheaper seeds because they're under such intense pressure for what we call pricing. You know, it's competitive market out there. And those guys normally buy up in the fall of the year and they pack in the fall of the year for the upcoming year. And come January and February, they're through packing and they got all their inventory and they start putting these seed packs out there. And once the seed packs is gone, or if they sell, they don't get replaced or replenished because the season's about over with. And then they have these old seed packs left over they have to discard or whatever. So the margins there or the profit that they make on the seeds can be tricky with all that. They got to use these cheaper seeds they got to be real careful about how many they pack and all that. They don't want to overpack. Now, since the internet has come along and with uh, some of the, I say some, very few of the old school catalog companies, there's a different kind of seed company and that's where we come into. We're kind of a different kind of seed company. What we do is we don't do the seed packs, racks, and stores because we deal with mostly higher genetics or higher quality seeds that, that lend itself to that type market. Mm -hmm. And we have a system so that we pack seeds 
on demand. Now that means we keep a small amount of inventory, but we continually pack seeds all through the season to meet our sales data or they, sales quota. Yeah, it's based on what we sell. It's based on what we sell. And we order based on what we sell. And we don't end up with a lot of old seed. Had somebody, had a couple people email us wanting if we had any old okay. seed. I said, we don't have old seeds here with our system. We either got bad seeds or we got good seeds and we discard the bad seeds. So we don't have those old seeds that some of your other companies have out there. We get seeds in almost daily and we pack all the time and what that allows us to do it allows us to have fresher seed all throughout the growing season so there's no such thing as buying fresh seed at a certain time of the year we can have fresh seeds at any time and it allows us to be able to bring on new varieties a lot quicker and be able to pivot in the marketplace what we see to these demand for something out there we can kind of move toward that a lot of people we get a lot of questions on customer service line is is this seed a 2021 or 2022 yeah yeah and it really it really doesn't matter because we germ test uh pretty regular every six months six to nine months we germ test pretty much on every variety so everything that we sell has got a good germination to it and it's a good seed and it's fresh so you, you really don't need to be concerned about ordering so soon worried about things that's going to run out one of the big youtubers out there said some of the varieties are going to run out now i can tell you that they are certain varieties simno pumpkin is one for us we're going to have a hard time sourcing some no pumpkin this year there is a few varieties that we're having trouble getting. For the most part, we don't anticipate having any problems. Mm -hmm. So after Christmas, everybody's going to want to be getting ready, thinking about that spring garden. Yep. So what I would suggest or recommend is to go through your seeds that you have on hand. Right. Um, decide, do a seed audit. Do that? a seed audit, um, but plan out your garden, do a seed audit, and then order your seeds. Yep. And some of our seeds are not going to be here till. Yeah. So in general, this year we're seeing the shipments of our seeds come in later than we have before. And uh, you know, pea seeds, cow pea seeds, zippers, and those kind of things, notorious for coming in late. Those are going to be. So February. it's not that we are not going to have them. They're just, just going to be late later. getting here. So don't get all worked up because they ain't there. Give it some time, and when they come, do come in, you'll see an email come out from us and then pounce on them because they do go pretty quick. Okay. PCs, just in general, cow peas are, are just late to come in. They are the latest to come in of all the seeds. So, so let's talk about... Um, types of seeds? Yes. Okay. First one is open pollinated or yep. OP. OP seeds, which are seeds that you can save the seeds from and they are naturally occurring varieties out there that's been around for a while, but you can save the seeds from, and the variety comes back uh, every year, true to variety, as long as there's not cross-pollination there. So if you have similar varieties in one... If you're close. saving the seeds, it could be a concern. If you got similar varieties, and they could cross, yeah. yeah. Okay. What's the disadvantages? Yeah, the disadvantages of open pollinated seed is most of them are not uh, have much disease package to them, mm -hmm. and sometimes, sometimes it can have something to do with uh, flavor. Sometimes some some of the hybrids can actually be better than some of the open pollinated, and vice versa. 
What's some examples of open pollinated? Oh man, some of the open pollinated varieties. A lot of your old your your tomato varieties or a lot of your watermelons, such as your crimson sweet, uh, is open pollinated. Man, that's a tough question there. Yeah, all well let's jump into heirlooms and I can okay. come okay. Heirlooms, all heirlooms are open pollinated, but all open pollinated are not heirlooms. So an heirloom is a variety, it's an open pollinated variety that has been around before man started hybridizing plants, which is around 1938 to 1940, somewhere in there. So if that open pollinated was documented before, been around before then, it is considered an heirloom. I read some stories about these families that have passed seeds down from generation to generation for over a hundred years. Yep. Yep. It was just so cool. It is. You know, it's it's cool to have a story with a seed. I wish I had a story. It is. It is. I get that. But sometimes you just want a seed to produce and to make for you. And that's where some of these genetics and these hybrids come in is there. Now, on the, the heirlooms, the disadvantages to some of them is they're not resistant to diseases and some of the pests that we have nowadays. And another thing is they don't produce as much as some of the better varieties, such as the hybrids. So that is the disadvantage. The advantage is you can save the seed and you always have that story mm -hmm. with them. You know, you can have that to go with. So, What about hardiness? Okay, so that's a good one. A lot of times, this is a mistake a lot of people make with heirlooms. They assume that an heirloom is good to be grown anywhere. So if somebody out in the Midwest, say Arizona, has got an heirloom that's been passed down through families like you talked about, that doesn't necessarily mean that heirloom's going to do well in South Georgia, North Florida, right. or somewhere else. So don't assume that just because it's an heirloom that it's going to grow wonderful for you because it may be region-specific and it may do well, better in a different climate than what you're in. So it's a big misconception out there about heirlooms and open-pollinated as well. Now, are they more expensive than the open-pollinated? No, there's not a lot of price difference between the heirlooms and the open pollinators. They pretty much are in the same, same out there. What about stability? Stability on, uh, you talking about as far as them staying true to variety? Oh yeah, they're good for that. So you can keep them over and over and over again. Now sometimes you will sink a little weakness in a variety after a while, but uh, for the most part for the home garden, that's from a breeder standpoint, from the home garden, you can save them, from, like I said, years to years and years. Okay. So now next, let's talk about hybrids. Hybrids. Yep. This is what uh, this is kind of what we deal in a lot is hybrids. So hybrids, people get all up bent out of shape thinking hybrids is GMOs. It's not a GMO. We talked about GMOs on last week's show. Hybrids is simply when you take two plants and you breed them together to get a better plant. And most of the time, if they have an outcome, the plant breeders have an outcome in mind of what they're trying to achieve when they do this breeding where they take these two varieties and put them together. I was at a meeting with a plant breeder last week and we was having uh, dinner and we were talking and he was telling me about a new heirloom hybrid they have out. And I said, hold on just a minute. Heirloom hybrid. How can you have an heirloom hybrid? There's no such thing. He said, well, kind of they are. He said, we're taking two heirlooms and we're breeding them together to get this particular variety that is better than the two heirlooms. So I thought that was interesting. They're going to send me a sample of the seed of them. It's a tomato variety. They take two heirlooms, breed them together to get a plant 
that has more vigor or may have more disease package or may have a better appearance than what the parent plants did. So that's basically what hybrids are. And what does the F1 stand for? The F1 is the first cross. So when you take two parrots and that first cross off that F is the F1, which you'll see on a lot of mm -hmm. descriptions of seeds is the F1. That means it's the first cross. Normally speaking, those F1s have the most vigor or the best offspring of that. The real reason most people like to grow uh, these hybrids is because of disease resistance. I'm going to tell you, we couldn't grow tomatoes where we live if we didn't have hybrids. Mm -hmm. Another common misconception here, most people don't realize this, but your commercial organic farms depend heavily on hybrid varieties. And the reason is, is because they, they're able to grow these varieties without a lot of disease pressure without having because they, they can't spray these, these fungicides or these, yeah, these pesticides. So uh, being able, these farmers being able to have these hybrids is an intense, um, it's really good that they got that, they can work within their program. And what we do is we offer these varieties so that the home gardener can happen as well. And can you save the hybrids? No, pretty much you can't. Uh, you can't save the hybrids. and You can save the seed, they won't come out true to variety. There are some breeders out there that do some work with some tomatoes and things like that, and they stabilize them over a period of time. So they will come up with a cross Mm -hmm. And they would take that cross and work with it till they get that variety stable. And then this, those hybrids actually become an open pollinated over a period of time. So there's some of that goes on with uh, some varieties, specifically some corn varieties. There's that stabilization goes on. So they create this plant and they keep breeding it till it, the offspring comes back stable every year. Now on the hybrids, I'm going to tell you where I kind of lean to on the hybrids. My winter squash with the exception of a couple. I do like a couple of the heirlooms. My winter squash, my summer squash, my cucumbers, my peppers, and my tomatoes, and my sweet corn. I like to grow hybrids. I get more bang for the buck. We're able to produce a lot of food, and those plants are a lot more hardier than growing open pollinators. And you don't have to use as much or pests or disease. You can actually be successful growing your own food. A lot of bacterial uh, problems out there that cause this plant to die, a lot of viruses out there. You, you as a home gardener may not know exactly what happened, but your plants die overnight or within a two or three week period, they just gradually go out. You can have some of these diseases that jump, are prone on these open pollinated varieties that you've used growing some of these hybrids you could be successful with. Now, one thing that I do like, to, that I don't like to grow as far as a hybrid, that I do like as far as heirloom is my, my field corn. I love these old heirloom field corns. Now, I think the field corns, the heirlooms, are hardier than the hybrids. I think that's, that's one of the only, I'm going to say that in corn. Let's put corn all together. Sweet corn. I like to grow the hybrid sweet corn because of the flavor. But I actually think as far as hardiness and ease to grow, I think the heirlooms on corns are easier to grow than the hybrids and just opposite on the squashes, the cucumbers, the peppers, and tomatoes. What's your favorite heirloom corn? Oh, man. You know, that's a passion. I love heirloom. If I, if I had the time, I could travel the world and just collect heirloom corns. They are, 
there's just something I love about heirloom corns. Grinding, you can taste that in the cornbread mm -hmm. in the corn. It's just wonderful. My favorite is Hickory King mm -hmm. and Jimmy Red. Jimmy Red. Yep. Those are my two favorite ones. All right. yep. You may have answered this. Can a hybrid seed also be certified organic? Yes. Yes. A hybrid seed can be certified organic. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, treated seeds. We had some questions yep. about treated seeds. And do we have treated seeds and what does it mean? Yeah, we do have a few treated seeds. For the most part, our seeds are untreated. But we do have a few varieties that are treated with a chemical called thyram. Now, thyram is a fungicide that helps when that seed comes up. If you've ever grown a seedling in a seed starting tray or anything like that, when it first comes up and it gets something what we call dampening off, right there at the base of the plant, it just dries up and it dies and that plant falls over right when it comes up. That's a condition called dampening off. Thyram helps with that situation there. So a lot of the farmers, especially market farmers or, or, or growers that grow for uh, CSA or anything like that, they want their seed treated. Mm -hmm. Now the organic growers cannot use this thyram treated seed, but the market farmers that are not organic, they like their seeds treated because they can take that dampening off equation out of it and they're more successful with that. Home gardeners, for the most part, don't want treated seeds. And we try not to offer a lot, but we do have a few treated seeds because that's the only way we can get the seeds. And it's on our website if they are, and also on the package. Yep, you'll see treated there on mm -hmm. the description on the website. Do you have one of our new packages with the labels in it? I do not. I didn't get one. Oh, yeah, we was going to talk about that. So what we did this year, and it's been on our Robo Row Show, but we took 50 of our top selling varieties and we're putting a little seed marker label inside the seed pack telling you what variety it is. Because you know what? I have a hard time when I plant stuff in the garden, I forget what I planted where, what variety it was. Mm -hmm. So you'll be seeing in some of your seed packs that you get this year, the plant marker inside of the pack. Let us know your thoughts on that. We're kind of doing a trial run with it to uh, see if it's that beneficial for you or not. I like the idea I a lot. Think I, I think I like it because I'll get out there and plant the seeds and then I forget to have my label with me. Then I'll put the packet, stick it in the dirt, and then it disintegrates and then I don't know what I got. Right, right. So we're, we're trying that and we'll see how it goes. If it's a big hit, we'll just do more of next year. How about that? And okay. it is time. It is time for the corny joke of the week. Do you have a corny joke? I do have a corny joke of the week. Uh-oh. Corny joke of the week is, why did a scarecrow get a promotion? Hmm. Because he was outstanding in his field. <laughs> How about that? Outstanding. Yep. Sent in Very by good. Jerry. Thank you, Jerry, for that one right there. We'll get you some in the mail, Jerry. Yeah, so yeah send us your, uh, your address and we'll get you a little gift sent out to you. All right, so maybe that helped you understand a little bit of the seed industry a little bit. Do your seed audit, get your list of what you need. Plan out your garden. Yeah, and if and on those cow peas, if you're going to plant those, have some patience there. But everything else should be available, we think, first part of the year. I don't think there's going to be any huge issues. I don't think there's going to be no reason to panic or anything like we that. We also have 
what going on the website this week? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yep. Exciting. Potatoes. So we potatoes. have potatoes for pre-sale on the website. We are planning on getting them in January 15th, a shipment in. We're going to get another shipment in uh, February 15th. But you can go on our website and go ahead and order your potatoes. Make sure you lock them in so you get some ice potatoes because you know what? It's right around the corner. Right around the corner. Yep. All right. Well, good deal. Well, we hope we enlightened you. Thank you for joining us. And uh, Don't nice. forget those stocking stuffers. That's right. The hard to buy person. Outlaw in-law. Now it's time for you to get out there and get dirty.